Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Boom Shika to the program, and before I bring her on, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. And she goes by Boom Shika, and she is a serial entrepreneur, wanderluster, online business owner, yogi, author, and avid meditator. She's interested in helping you find your life purpose and get to your level 10 life. So welcome, Shika, to the program. Thank you so much, Helen, for having me on your show. Absolutely, and I um, love to tell my audience where we are getting guests from, and you were just telling me that you've been in Toronto, Canada, for a while, so welcome. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yay. So I would love for you to, to tell everyone a little bit more about you and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. <laughs> I love the name of this podcast. It's actually such, I mean, it's obviously amazing. I love what you kind of played on words with. Um, oh, thank you. It's so important. I think like that's like the essence of everything that we're doing here. Every kind of creative work, any kind of entrepreneurial work is, you know, making sure that you just trust and surrender to the process and, and letting things happen as they happen because you don't really need to worry about all of these things that we worry about. And so for me, I actually started, uh, I quit my job in March of this year um, to start my own business, but I'd been wanting to start a business of my own for a long, long time. I tell people that I, I feel like I've been on this journey for about a decade now, uh, just wanting to do it but never actually having the courage to do it or, you know, just sabotaging myself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing that changed for me, I think, this year, and the reason I was able to make this happen, I believe, is because of my meditation practice. And I have been meditating consistently every single day, um, almost every single day. I mean, I would say I've missed maybe five or six days. Up all throughout this year, so since January 2016. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been meditating for a long, longer period than that, but I've only been doing it consistently over this year. And I think that that's really the thing that's changed my um, my life in every single way. I mean, I'm not just talking about the entrepreneurial aspect of it, but every other aspect of my life. I've written so many posts about this. You know, there's not even a single aspect of my life that has been affected by it. Um, and so that has been, I think, the most important thing for me that is for, for me to get out of my own damn way, you know, for me mm-hmm. to ensure that I am not sabotaging myself anymore. I'm not getting um, in that headspace where I'm all negative and I'm thinking to myself, I'm horrible, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm an imposter, all of those things that we tell ourselves, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's such a... It's such a hard practice to do every single day because what you're basically doing, essentially, is you're looking at yourself as you are, truly without any limits, without any boundaries, and you see that essential part of you, that true self of yours, which is unlimited every single day during a meditation practice. You're able to see that if you really, truly live the way you're supposed to live, you have no limits. And as soon as you see yourself every day in that manner, you realize that, you know, you're kind of cheating yourself by not living that way in reality. It's not that you're just in that way inside of you. You're actually like that all the time. It's just that we put limits on ourselves. 
Uh, I, that's the reason I, I recommend that most people start a meditation practice is because they'll truly be able to see who they are without any limits, you know, their ideal person, who they really want to be, who they actually are already inside of them, but they don't really believe that they are. Does that kind of... Interesting. Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense, and it really coincides with a lot of the um, conversations I've been having with people lately, um, it, which is no coincidence. My audience knows it's like there's things come up as they come up, and so it's like I always talk about how we kind of draw things to us, and so it's no surprise to me that this is what you're talking about today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> everything just happens perfectly. I love the universe. It's just, you know, it synchronicity and, and everything. Oh. Right. And I, I'm putting together my first online program right now and, you know, trying to pare it down to what the most important essence is of what I teach. And mm-hmm. um, I've been trained in mindfulness um, practice. And so I teach that a ton and I can't like express you know and you you're like that's like preaching to the choir talking to you about it but I like, can't express <laughs> how important it is for us to be able to center ourselves and to use our breath and our awareness and our, our non-judgment in order to shift things around so I'm like so glad to have you on the show and like one of the biggest questions I have um is about the type because there are so mm-hmm. many different types of meditation, so many different practices, and yeah. I think there's a lot of misperceptions still out there, even though we've all heard the term meditation, like what does it mean? Does it mean I'm in a trance? Do I have to like sit in a yoga posture? Like what the heck does meditation mean for you? Yeah, and that's, I think that's a really good point that you bring up because most people don't begin because they're so afraid of all these misconceptions that are mm-hmm. out there. And I'm glad that you actually brought it up because I'd really love to clear some of the myths that I've heard about meditation from my clients. One of the main things that they worry about is that, you know, they're not flexible. So they can't actually sit in that yogi position that your everyone mm-hmm. espouses. You know, you can't sit cross legs for that long uh, or their back starts hurting and all that. And obviously that's just logical I mean, logistical things. You know, we're, we kind of put logistical things as a barrier to ourselves, so we don't actually have to do the things that we need to do, because it's easy trying to be worried about, oh, my back is going to hurt, I can't meditate. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what I tell people is that, you know, meditation is unique to every single person that's going to be doing it, and your practice does not have to, and will not look like someone else's practice, and that's actually a good thing, because our brains are so different, our life experiences are so different, our bodies are so different, why should our practice look similar to someone else? And as soon as you start looking for a guru and looking for a mantra or looking for all those things that's going to make your practice similar to someone else's, you're cheating yourself of building your own practice, your own unique way of doing it. And so if you are the kind of person that cannot sit for that long, then, you know, I lie down in bed while I do it. When I first started doing it, my back wasn't that strong. And as soon as I woke up in the morning, I would just lie in bed um, and I'd have have covers over me and I'd just meditate that way. Um, and other people who cannot, you know, who don't want to lie in bed because they fall asleep, they can sit in a chair with their feet on the ground, grounded. Um, and if you are not interested in doing either one of those, you can actually get so many amazing meditation cushions online. I mean, there's so much material out there that you can grab. You can sit on a couch if you wish. Um, if you want, you can, you know, chant OM, but you don't have to. You just, you can sit in silence if that works for you. If you don't want to do that, you can... I mean, like, I'm just saying that there's so many different ways of doing it, and the main thing that you need to realize is meditation is all about just sitting with yourself and learning to sit in silence 
with yourself. Most people on this planet have never, ever sat in silence with themselves. They don't know what they look like on the inside. They're afraid to see what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. They don't like yeah. who they are. And sometimes they even hate themselves. And, right. and that, in that state, they don't want to spend time with themselves. They'd rather have music going or they'd rather, you know, have YouTube going, whatever it might be, whatever distractions you're using. And all you need to do is wherever you are in the space, whenever you decide to do it, sit down in silence or with some kind of meditation, guided meditation music or, you know, drums or whatever appeals to you and sit in, in that space for a certain amount of time, whatever time you choose. It could be five minutes. It could even be a minute. Some people just do a minute meditation every single day, and that works as well. If that's all you have, then that's all you do. Uh, or you can sit for half an hour. You can sit for an hour if that's the amount of time that you prefer. So everyone's meditation practice is going to be completely different from everyone else's, and that is a good thing. You need to figure out what works for you in your body, in your space, in your life experience, wherever you are in this moment right now, and then use your practice that way. Because it's going to change as you as you grow as a meditator. My practice when I first started was absolutely, it was so immature. I would sit in a car and I'd meditate because I was afraid to yeah. do it in front of people. Um, and now, you know, I, I meditate with individuals. I teach people how to meditate, which is insane to me. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's completely different, right? So it's going to change over time. And you just have to let it, let it happen as it happens. I love that. And, like, there's so many thoughts swirling in my head as you're talking um, because I just have so many questions that I'd like, mm-hmm. you know, to offer clarification for people to do. But let me just start. Let me uh, – one of the things you – when you were just talking that came up for me is I um, I have taught people to do different types of um, meditation practices while just waiting in line at the grocery store. So, I mean, it can be so yes. simple like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's amazing. You know? and- Sitting in a traffic jam, you know, sitting in those yes. 20 seconds of a, of a light, red light, yeah, it's amazing. That's that's what meditation is all about. And eventually, all of your life is going to be meditation. It's not just going to be those few minutes, a few seconds. It's going to be every single moment, you know. Every single moment is going to be mindful and full of intention. Right. And and I I love the what you talked about, you as far as that, that concept of sitting in silence with yourself and how so many people are afraid. And for mm-hmm. me, working so much with the fear aspect of what gets in our way, like, that seems like a tremendous barrier. And I hadn't thought of that just because I think that I tend to be around similar people who mm-hmm. are introspective and who, even if there is some fear about going inside and looking inside, that we still kind of push through those barriers. But there are so many people still who are afraid, um, and they may not realize it because it, I think it becomes very subconscious where, you know, there's silence and, oh, i got to turn the radio on or I have to turn the TV on or, ha- like, something has mm-hmm. to be going on um, mm-hmm. because people are avoiding that. So what do, you, what do you say to people who may not even know they're afraid to sit in silence? The funny thing about meditation or any kind of like learning or practice, it comes to you when you need it most. You know, it, it, it actually, the guru or you know, the teacher appears when the student's ready. And as soon as people start asking those questions about meditation, it means that they're ready to meditate. Um, they're in that headspace where they're ready to kind of accept being in the silence. Because I know a lot of people I speak to every single day who are, Maybe younger souls or whatever you want to call it. Maybe they're not ready for it. Maybe they're on a different path. 
and they don't care. They don't want to meditate. They don't, they don't like the idea of it. They're never going to do it, no matter what someone says, no matter if their favorite celebrity is telling them to do it, they're not going to go meditate. <laughs> and they're not ready for it. They're not, it's just not going to happen for them. And I don't want to waste my breath or time speaking to these individuals because, because they're not ready. They're on, not on that path, right? <clears throat> so I always tell people, you know, when you are ready to meditate, it will happen for you. People will start coming up in your life that are meditating. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there will be, <coughs> be a teachings that are going to come into your life. There will be books. You know, The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle is one of the main books that a lot of people start talking about once they, once they start the process of meditating. So things will come up in your life that will teach you. And so I don't need to convince anyone of the importance or benefits of meditation. I just need to make sure that you sit down and do it every day. Since everyone talks about it, everyone knows mm-hmm. what the benefits are, but people don't do it. They don't. It's not because of fear right. a lot of times, it's just because they don't want to. They don't want to start the process. It's a hard process to go through, you know, to figure out who you truly are. If you figure out what you really should be doing on this planet, you need to start doing it. And that's something that most people don't want to actually even do. You know, they don't want to know what they're supposed to hear on this planet. They say they want to, <laughs> but they don't. Uh, it's so funny. I, this theme came up for me um, recently too. About there's, you know, I think a lot of people are conditioned when you know when you ask like what their fears are because I tend to ask that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know the fear of failure and I say I I really don't think that is I think it's the opposite I think that most of us are afraid of the success and I Mm -hmm. I follow Mm -hmm. Marianne Williamson and I love her work and she talks about um that the fear of of really walking into our greatness of being being um who we truly are like there's that fear I forget the quote it's so embarrassing I forget the quote I know I remember what you're talking about (laughs) no I exactly I know exactly like the it's not that we're afraid uh, that we're too small. We're afraid of our greatness is basically what yes. you're saying. Yeah, we're yes, afraid to shine absolutely. our light. And I love that quote because she says that if you shine your light, you give permission to other people to shine their light. And that is the thing that was so important to me when I saw that quote. It's like, that's so true. I mean, if I can be myself and if I can show my true self, then other people can get permission. They can say, okay, if she can do it, maybe I can you know, try it as well. And I love, love that. You're so right. I do, too. And there's something else you said early on that really struck me about your journey for over 10 years, because uh, another thing that I talk about, too, because I, I think it's funny, um, in, in the world that we're in, you know, there's there's so many instances where people look like they're an overnight success. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I say, well, you know, I, I'm coming up on my 10 years, and then I'll be an overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so, so true. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, and we're we're all on a journey, and and we're all at different points. And, and I think yeah. you're right. So whoever's listening right now is meant to be hearing this message. Mm-hmm. And what you do with it is, of course, up to you. But there's, I don't think there's any coincidences. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and and I love your your um, message about you know if they're not ready to learn, then I'm not going to push and teach them. No, it's it's just a waste. It's mentally and physically exhausting, not only for me but for them, because they're resistant resisting something that I'm pushing towards them. Why would I waste my time? And there's so many individuals who are ready and awake to actually listen to the message, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and we really um, I think there's a, a paradox with meditation that I think might trip a lot of us up. I know sometimes it does with me too. And I tend mm-hmm. to do a lot more of the 
in mindfulness um, activities throughout my day. Um, and I didn't realize it until you were, or I didn't put it together, I don't think, until you were saying something earlier about I tend to work a lot in silence lately, mm-hmm. um, whereas before I would use music as a backdrop. But for some reason, silence is really helping me to be more productive and to tune into my intuition. And, and I don't think it, it matters as long as we're in tune with ourselves to know what we need in order to do what we need to do. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is there's this paradox about, like, if sitting in silence, you know, how can sitting in silence with myself unlock the keys to everything I want? Like, it just seems kind of counterintuitive because we are so conditioned to do and to act and to, mm-hmm. you know, be so driven and to go towards goals in order to get what we want, where this is, like, a totally different way of looking at that. It's so true. It's such a good point that you raised because it feels like you're wasting your time, right? It feels like, oh, my God, I should mm-hmm. be doing something. I should be working on my business. I should be uh, going for a run. You know, I should be doing something more useful than sitting in silence and, and watching the clock tick by. And it's so funny because I, when I first started doing this, I felt like a complete idiot. I was like, what? I should be doing something useful in my life. But the more you do it, the more you realize that, everything that you're looking for, all the answers that you're looking for, we look for them outside of ourselves, obviously, because that's where we're told to look, but all of the answers are within you. I mean, you have nothing to worry about. Everything is working out as it is, but if you do have questions, as soon as you go within yourself, you'll see, oh my God, that's true. You're so right. That is the answer that I was looking for for days now outside of myself. And everything that you need to know about this world, about about the universe is inside of you. Most people, most successful people, spend their time, their limited amount of time, they're busy, but they spend their time in the morning or in the afternoon meditating. Why do you think that is? Do you think that all these successful people are doing it because it's a waste of time, or do you think that out of all the different things they could choose to do with their day, they're spending spending it meditating, there's a reason for it. You know, there's a reason they're choosing to spend that time meditating rather than anything else they could be doing. And I've mm-hmm. found, like you said yourself, most of my answers, most of my business ideas, my creative jokes, all of that stuff comes when I'm sitting in silence, not when I'm working like a crazy person, typing away, you know, doing all those things. <laughs> but when I'm sitting in silence in the morning, and these aha moments will come to me, and I'm just like, oh, my God, where did that come from, that flash of insight? Where did I get that random name from? Even my brand, The Millionaire Hippie, that name came to me while I was meditating, and I would never have come up with it if I was just sitting at, you know, writing stuff out or pretending that I was trying to figure it out. It would, be, it would never have happened. Right, right. And, you know, I think, like, in my parents' generation, they would say sleep on it. You know, yes. if you had a big decision to make, sleep on it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I would listen to that and other times I wouldn't. But there's – and this is another conversation that's come up recently, which I think really applies to what we're talking about here, which is that whole pushing um, versus allowing energy with our business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, you know, the more we push, which is more in that, that energy of – striving and goal achieving and action, Mm -hmm. the more we're in that energy, the Mm -hmm. more it can, you know, the answers seem to elude us sometimes or things don't work properly or the frustrations come and, you know, there's just so much that can go awry when we're in that energy versus that allowing energy, which is more of what you're talking about, which is, you know, this getting silent with ourselves and just allowing things to come up. Yeah, surrendering to the process rather than pushing it, like you said. That's brilliant. That's the way, that's the way I would put it as well. I love that. Ah, 
Yes, and I love it. And and so there, there's, as you mentioned, there everything, every type of meditation practice is unique to the individual. So mm-hmm. I know that that's not necessarily what everyone loves to hear because we kind <laughs> of want this formula of like how do yes. I do this and what in this and you know. And there's, I think, like you said, you're on this journey is that you have to, in your meditation practice you have to also be on a journey in understanding that you're going to have to experiment with different places and different positions and different um, noise levels or whatnot, yes. different amounts of time. Like there's mm-hmm. there's got to be a way um, for, for people to be also okay with that because that part of it is also a journey in figuring out what works best. I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I do have certain things I tell beginner meditators, you know, just because, like you said, people do need guidance, and they like to be told step-by-step step what you're supposed to be doing. And I do have checklists, you know, for money meditations and entrepreneur meditations. So I have five-minute guided checklists that I have put out so people can follow them. But in most cases, what happens is that they'll follow them for a week, and then all of the peripheral stuff, all the useless things that are not necessary for their practice just falls away. And all the uh-huh. things that they need to keep in for their practice just sticks with them because it's important to them. And so eventually they will build their own practice in any case. Somehow it just comes to them. You know, I like this. I'm going to do this. I don't like that. I'm not going to do that. This feels good to me. This feels intuitively right. And so they'll start keeping more things and then just losing all the things that are not necessary. So there is guidance available all the time. I mean, we have so much information available online. And so you can't find that. But I just feel like it would be so – it gets confusing. It was for me when I first started. I didn't know what to do. How am I supposed to sit? Am I supposed to sit cross-legged? Am I supposed to sit on the lotus position? Where should I do it? And there were so many questions that I had, and there weren't a lot of answers. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to sit. And if it doesn't work out, I just face it half an hour. That's all it is. But the first time I did it, it was it was just yeah. yeah it's just time. It was just like okay, I'm just gonna sit, and if nothing happens out of it, I, if I don't feel anything, then you know it's it's just done, and I'm never gonna do it again. But it, just in my first half an hour, I could, and I had like a little peek into that you know that moment or that that window where you go into alpha state, and everything just falls away, and you're just able to ma- manipulate time and space. You know that that's that moment, right, but where you're able to see into that that space, whatever it might be, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, and I, I was hooked, you know, at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, no matter what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it can be a very um, inspired place. I know that I've had tremendous inspiration during um, meditation as well and, and like, creating – entire curriculums for things or entire projects in my mind without knowing all the details, but just having, mm-hmm. like, it's almost like having a flood of a vision. Um, and I'm I'm more of an auditory person, um, mm. so I don't yeah. see things during my meditation, but I can I, I can also feel them. Um, right. And then just, just be able to create things just because I know that that, uh, the great thing about meditation is that once you start practicing it, at least this is my experience, once you start practicing it on a regular basis, you can tap into it quicker and more easily wherever you are. And so, like, for me, I like if I need to make a business decision, I just need to kind of take a couple deep breaths at an intention, and then it's there. Um, so it, 
one of the things that I found really helpful about the practice is being able to get there much faster. So sometimes when you're first starting out, it, it I remember it being a little frustrating at times. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yes. Does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, am I supposed to be having an epiphany right now? Like, <laughs> exactly. But I think that's great that you've put together checklists and, and been able to help people um with the beginnings of it. Because even even people who have done it but stepped away from it for a while or mm-hmm. or yeah. um like you said, things get in the way and people know the benefits of it, they're just not doing it. Um th- those kind of uh people to work with are sometimes different too because it's like they yeah. know, they know where they're <laughs> doing it. So <laughs> it's that part of self sabotage that we were talking about. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's because I feel like like you said exactly, like the fear of success. You're afraid that, okay, if I look and I see, you know, okay, this is how I'm supposed to be living my life. I'm supposed to quit my job and start a business, and it's going to be based on this. Then you have to do it, and you can't make excuses anymore. You can't be like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. You know, and you need to start working on it, and that's hard. It's so hard. It it can be, yes. Gosh, we could keep talking about all the things that that brings up. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But I really, I love, I love this journey that you're on. And I, you know, you mentioned just some of the benefits. So you talked mm-hmm. about, uh, like getting over self-sabotage and being able to find what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um, what other benefits have you found from your meditation practice? And, and, and what have your clients found too? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an interesting one. One of the main benefits that I found is my physical body has changed because of my mental practice. Um, because most of the food that you eat is because you're bored or because, you know, you, you don't, you have nothing else better to do or it might be something different, like you are doing it to fill a void or you're filling an empty space. Um, you're not going to do a physical practice or you're not going to exercise because you don't, you know, you're, you'd rather sit in front of Netflix. So because of meditation, I've been able to get rid of all of that fluff, all that stuff that, keeps me from doing the things I need to do and I've been able to be more conscious of the food that I put into my body and more conscious of the practice of yoga that I have. Uh, I go to, le- go to at least three or four classes a week. And because of all this conscious intention, I've noticed that my body has changed as well. And that was something that I did not expect. I was not doing, I didn't start my meditation practice in order to lose weight or anything, but I did. And that was a really, really interesting side benefit of it. And I tell people this and the they always, their ears always perk up because most people are looking to get better. And meditation can help you do that. Just because of the fact that you're going to become more conscious of every second of every single day, you're not going to be put, putting fuel into your body that you don't need. You know, you're not going to be putting food into your body that is obviously not is going to be harmful to you. Or if you do, you're going to be aware of it. You know, okay, I am eating this ice cream right now, and I know it's not that good for me, but I'm going to do it because I'm going to enjoy it, and then I'm going to go do something to negate the effect of it. And right. another and benefit, that consciousness. Yeah, I love yes. that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's just a consciousness of everything that you're doing. Not this conscious effect. Obviously, the physical body. Obviously, the mental body. You know, brain chemistry changes. It's been scientifically proven that it, it produces more gray matter in your brain. You know, is this? So, I mean, I could delineate so many scientific benefits of meditation. I'm not going to do that because you can read up on it. But for me specifically, I've noticed that procrastination was one of my 
mean feelings as an individual. You know, I wouldn't take responsibility for things for days. I would leave it. I wouldn't do things until the last minute. And meditation has actually helped me with my procrastination because I can see, like I said, I can see all the fluff that I tell myself. I can see, okay, this, I'm just lying to myself right now. I'm just playing the victim card or I am, you know, wasting my time right now. Instantaneously, I can tell that this practice that I'm doing or the procrastination practice is sabotaging me. In the past, I would be able to lie to myself. You know, I would be able to say, oh, this is actually useful. I'm, I'm spending time on Facebook because I'm making connections <laughs> or whatever it might be, right? And I was able to lie to myself. Uh, now it's getting harder and harder to lie to myself. It's really hard to tell myself stories because you can tell instantaneously because you're so conscious that, okay, Shita, stop lying to yourself. You're just, you know, you're, you're doing this sabotage yourself. That's fine as long as you're aware of it, and then you have to move forward. So procrastination has actually become, it's, it's still there. I, I still spend some time, obviously, procrastinating and not doing the work that's necessary, mm-hmm. but a lot of my time is spent on useful, real work that's going to, you know, help me with my business, help me go forward in any shape or form rather than wasting my time on Facebook or whatever other, you know, things I do. And it just sounds like it brings that consciousness to it. And and I talk to people all the time about, you know, it's it's one thing to use things as a distraction. It's another thing Mm -hmm. when you need a break. So we yes. have to make that distinction and, and understand mm-hmm. that if I'm willing to face the consequences of wasting the next 30 minutes on Facebook, then I'm fine. Yes. At least I've mm-hmm. made that decision ahead of time and I'm okay with it. But if you go down the rabbit hole that, you know, of being on social media or online or doing things that you know aren't getting you to where you want to go, then, you know, then it becomes a, oh, my God, I didn't get anything done, and what's wrong with me? And then we go down yeah. that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Negative yes. self-talk, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> then oh, that's my God. Just, you just you start comparing yourself, and then you start, you know, berating yourself, and you hate yourself, yes. and that is just not good. That's horrible. We don't want that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so everyone has to say... <laughs> I, I don't I don't like when I do that and I, I, I've noticed that it's funny because in the past I would do this on a constant basis. I'd be so negative and so mean to myself in my head. And now when I say these things to myself in my head I'm I'm I just I instantly catch myself. I'm like, Oh my god, am I actually saying these horrible things to myself? Would I ever say these things to someone else? No. Yeah. Never in this life would I say anything like that. I mean unless I was extremely angry and even then it would be really hard for me to say such horrible things to anyone else, how can I say these things to myself? How could I be, you know, this way to myself? And it's just so, instantaneously, I just feel so sad for myself. And I, I stop, you know, I'm not going to not gonna say these things to myself. So, yeah, that helps a yeah. lot. Well, another thing that I wanted to, sorry, another thing I wanted to lastly mention is that manifestation uh-huh. is actually a big, big byproduct of meditation. So you're able to have a thought, Maybe like, oh, I want free ice cream today. Oh, I, I love mint chocolate chip. I, I'd love for someone to bring that to me. And you have that thought, and all of a sudden, in an hour or two hours or a day, you have manifested that thought. You've actually created that thought into reality. And this happens to me all the time. I'll have this random thought like, oh, I'd love some free barbecue. And the next moment, I'm walking past a free barbecue or things like that. And it just happens constantly. And people just look at me and they're like, You're, how did you do that? And I'm just like, I don't know. It just It just happens. I mean, I'm not even expecting it to happen. I'm just saying, okay, I want it. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, okay, no no big deal. But 99% of the time, it happens. 
That is so funny that you mentioned that because I do that with parking spaces. Um, mm. And I'll get to where I'm going. And and I, I do it so automatically now that yeah. I don't yeah. really think about it too much until I get there and I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't set the intention for a parking spot. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I love that. But... But most of the time, I apparently do this now on a mm-hmm. subconscious level because I, like, I'll arrive and someone is just leaving or, uh-huh. you know, you know, or there's plenty of parking or something. And it's so yeah. funny. And I realize that I'm most conscious of that when I'm going to my regular massages that I get. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Physical versus mental. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, my God, we've gone a little bit over, which is fine because this has been a great conversation about the benefits of meditation and helping us to surrender, let go, get in touch with ourselves and all these other wonderful benefits that you've talked about. So thank you so much. And before we wrap up, I want to make sure people have a chance to learn a bit more about what you do, maybe get some of these, you know, cheat sheets or, or whatever you have to offer. So let us know how we can get in touch with you. Thank you, Helen. So my website is themillionairehippie.com, and all of the checklists that I've mentioned from my money meditations and entrepreneurial meditations are all on there, so you can go and check that out. And if you guys are interested, um, you can also check out my Facebook page, which is Boom Shika Coach or The Millionaire Hippie. Thank you again for having me on the show. This has been amazing. Great. I love chatting about this stuff. Oh, wonderful, and thank you so much, and thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes where people are telling their stories about how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Since you joined me today, I know you need my mini course, Four Steps to Get Out of Your Own Damn Way, the essential guide for women on a big-ass mission. It provides the no-nonsense basics that allow you to remove the obstacles keeping you from reaching your entrepreneurial greatness. I'm giving this to you now, no strings attached. Just go to creelan.com and click the button to get your copy. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.